0: This is Overtime, Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cederholm, your host, and this is episode 23, where we chat with Meg Lewis. Meg's a designer and founder of Ghostly Ferns, a family of freelancer BFFs, and also of Foolproof, an experimental space to support creativity in Minnesota. Meg's extremely talented, very fun to talk to today, so I'm really happy to have her on. We talk about her uh, moving to Minnesota and setting up uh, co-working spaces and the importance of uh, working with friends, the importance of being yourself uh, with clients, not not being afraid to do that and sticking to your guns, uh, personal branding, her her um, or work setting up uh, online classes. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's a really great episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Please rate and or review us if you dig this on iTunes. Uh, we really appreciate that. So this week's episode is, again, brought to you by our friends at FreshBooks. Right, so I know a lot of you out there are, are uh, freelancers. In fact, one in three Americans are self-employed, which is crazy. And then by, in another couple years, Uh, That group could grow to over 40% of the United States workforce. So this is where FreshBooks uh, comes in, and it can be really handy for freelancers. Um, And they're also excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. And it's been redesigned from the ground up and packed full of powerful features, including uh, the FreshBooks dashboard that has been curated to answer the one burning question for any small business owner. How is my business doing? The new notification center is like your personal assistant, telling you what's changed in your business since you last logged in and what should be dealt with. And best of all, you can use FreshBooks to create and send invoices in about 30 seconds, literally. There's no formatting and no formulas. Just really simple, clean, and professional-looking invoices. I got a demo of this new uh, interface uh, recently and and, uh, quite honestly uh, was really impressed by it. So... Uh, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash overtime and enter overtime in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash overtime and find the how did you hear about us section. Thanks so much to FreshBooks for the ongoing support here at Overtime. And now let's get on to the main event, our chat with Meg Lewis. Welcome to overtime, Meg Lewis. Hey, how are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm oh, great. I'm really, really good. And uh, you know, I I'm glad. So thanks for being on the show, first of all. Uh, of course, I've been a big big fan for quite a long time. Lots to talk about, as I I mentioned before. Like I was just looking through your just your dribble profile alone. Like there's just so much stuff in there. That's that's. Uh, Really fun and and, um, I can't wait to talk about it all, actually. Um, Let's start with, uh, you know, so Darn Good is, well, tell us about Darn Good.
1: Yeah, so darn good is actually the uh, moniker that I sort of go by on my own. It started because I actually have knuckle tattoos that say darn good. No way. It's just a phrase that I really, really enjoy. And then, you know, a lot of people, whenever they see my tattoos, they think that it was like this wonderful personal brand mission that I just got my... Uh, my social media usernames <laughs> on my knuckles. <laughs> I did not. The knuckle tattoos came first. Ah, So then
0: I was just going to ask what came first <laughs> and not the tattoos or the
1: tattoos came first. Yeah. And uh, I just really like the phrase. It seems really fun and friendly and, um, but it also can live on without me so that, uh, you know, maybe someday it won't need me to survive, which I really think is pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cause right. So is, is right now it's, it's, um, your own personal brand, like your own studio kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I have so many things going on all the time that have different names and none of them are my name. (laughs) So (laughs) darn good is, is what I go by for just my own design practice. So I wanted it to be kind of a place on the internet that lives just to kind of let my personality shine through. And I wanted it to be a place where I could just be a hundred percent myself and do whatever I want. And if people want to tune in and, pay attention to what's going on over there. They can, but they don't really have to. Cause it's really just for me.
0: Yeah. That, that's which is, which is really cool. So do you, do you, um, do you hire clients through that moniker then too, or
1: I sure do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, that is basically a home for my freelance practice. Yeah, um, cool. I do all kinds of design. I like to say that I am rather than a skill based designer, like a logo designer or product designer, I'm just more of like a value-based designer. So I'll do any kind mm. of design that a company needs, as long as their values fit the same values that I hold true to myself.
0: Mm, I love that value-based designer, man, that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I kind of just made it up and it's, it's working out for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I bet. Well, that's the thing is like all your, through all your work that that I've been looking at fun and personality is huge. And it certainly comes through. Um So does that, do you you find clients seeking you out because of that?
1: Yeah, totally. I think that, um, especially with the language I use on my website, it says that I only work for companies that I call happy companies. And those are Mm. companies that are working to make the world a healthier or happier place. And that can be through the product that they're selling or it can be through their company culture. And so a lot of companies, you know, seek me out because I'm the only designer that's speaking to them directly. And so they really like that language. And I specialize in design that's really clean, personable, friendly. And we're luckily living in a time where that's pretty popular right now. And so that's great for me. But it also means that I'm with the language I'm choosing on my website and all my branding companies, you know, they are already looking for friendly design. And so once they get to me, they finally see that I'm the only designer that's really, really out there just for them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so getting those clients that are happy companies. Uh, so that was like a, a very intentional thing. Did it take a long time to get there though? or
1: It took a few years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A few years it yeah. took a few years of me designing for companies that I, I wasn't able to produce stylistically things that, matched their audience and what they were wanting for their brand. And it was really frustrating for me. And it was frustrating for them because I have such a style that's ingrained in me ever since I was a student in school. People critiqued me all the time because I had this style and I couldn't get away from it. And as I became a freelancer, I really struggled with that because as a designer, you have to be a problem solver. So you have to solve these great problems for your customer and you have to be able to adapt your design style within those problems so that you can accurately solve them. And that was something that I always struggled with. I was getting hired by medical companies By a lot of stationary companies, yarn stores, a lot of companies that either wanted me to make some sort of clean, professional, serious design or something that was more textural and whimsical than I normally do. And I really struggled with that. And I was getting fired a lot by clients. And Mm. it was hard for me until I realized, you know, there are a certain type of client that it goes really well working with them because I make the right style for the things that they want. I'm solving the right problems for them because that's the style that they need for their problem solving. And those relationships were going so much better. And so I decided, you know, it's going to be a lot healthier for me and for my clients if I just move to only working with these companies where it feels right. And I think that I'm now hired more as an artist rather than a problem solver. So I have a specific style that companies will, you know, seek me out for for that style yeah. and rather than you know solving the problems in a heavier way to where i would be adapting my style to fit within that that problem i'm solving for i'm more so hired as an artist and i'm hired for my specific artistic style and within that we can definitely solve for some problems along the way
0: yeah that sounds man that sounds ideal jeez um I'm I, like, I'm just looking at the stuff that you're creating. I'm happy uh, looking at it <laughs> or I'm getting happier anyway, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, so your, your site is, is wonderful. Um, I gotta ask, this is like super specific, but I gotta ask anyway. Um, like you have your, your navigation about vibes look and it's cool. Cause the letters are like tilted and, but they're, they're actually there's tilted letters throughout and that's kind of like a, like a, a theme I see. Um, and I just thought that was cool. It's like a small little detail, but it's like <laughs> very different and uh, adds to the happy vibe. I think, you know,
1: totally. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> looking for tiny little ways to make things a little imperfect, yeah. imperfected, and uh, and wonky and uh, unusual.
0: Wonky in a good way. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: that's, that's
0: yeah, that's that's what I'm getting from this. That's so cool. And so you know, like from your site and also. Um, there's a post there, my darn good office, which I have to like, I'm like, man, this is amazing. This is your workspace. So you've photographed a lot of it. And even what's cool is you pointed out like where you got the stuff that's in your office and the, the artists that you, that you have hanging on the wall and everything. Is that, is this a new, uh, a new space for you or
1: yeah, sort of. I recently moved to Minnesota from New York and bought a house oh, right. here in Minnesota, and I all of a sudden had a bunch of rooms where I'm not used to having a bunch of rooms. So I had <laughs> I had all these rooms now that I had to fill with something, and so naturally I wanted to create a home office. And so that space that you're looking at is my office that I have here in my home.
0: Wow. I mean, it's like, it it, it doesn't even look real. It looks like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, that in a good way, like it, it's like uh, the ideal clean workspace that, you know, would uh, inspire me to make fun things, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of, you know, you you see really perfect, clean workspaces with a lot of designers and you think, oh, my gosh, it never looks like that. I'm sure <laughs> right. they really cleaned it up for the photo. But for me, I like cannot work at all unless my workspace is looks completely clean. Ah,
0: So it's not just for the photo.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like this nice ritualistic act that I do every day before I get to work is I make my workspace perfect Mm -hmm. because it needs to look totally perfect and inspiring for me to feel like my mind is clean. I like kind of have a, have to have a clean space to have a clean mind. And it really, if, if I have stuff all over the place, it really reflects the current state of my brain. (laughs) So if I'm feeling really chaotic, then my space will slowly start to reflect that. And I really have Mm -hmm. to do the intentional act of totally cleaning it and making it perfect before I can feel whole again.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I I'm somewhat the same way, although I, I do let it slide more probably
1: than <laughs> I should,
0: but I do, you know, it bothers me. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm, it's distracting, right? Um, totally. And uh, I think that's why I get out, try to get out of the house sometimes to work, you know, somebody else's mess, or
1: some,
0: <laughs> you know, coffee shop. That's, True. that's Nice and tidy, but um but i yeah i totally get that that's that's important um so this is cool so this is like you you mentioned you move from new york to minnesota and one of the shots i had pulled up from from your dribble feed is the foolproof foolproof interior and in brand so um which i thought is a good a good thing to bring up because this is uh uh i believe like a, a shared studio space that you've set up in minnesota and this isn't your first time around with that right
1: correct i'm a a huge fan of working in shared workspaces i had a space in new york that i belonged to which is actually another shot that i have on my dribble page um, the small city brand that i did yes that is the space that i belonged to in new york it used to be called studio mates and then it kind of merged into a couple of different things one of which was a wonderful place called the townhouse um that we got driven out of because of some uh sort of uh zoning issues yeah (laughs) Um, but it was more of a they drove us out because it was unsafe and we may have died if we stayed long longer um cool new york city stuff (laughs) 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 but that space merged into the space called small city which i did the brand for and uh they still exist in brooklyn and all of my best friends work there I love shared workspaces because as a freelancer, we get really lonely. I was working at home for years and I became a huge hermit. I was a total introvert. If I had something coming up later in the month, I would just think about it constantly. Oh, I have that thing coming up. It's in three weeks. Oh, it's in two weeks. Oh my gosh. It's this week. Here it comes. Classic, Here it comes. Classic and then,
0: dilemma. Yes, I yeah, understand. And then I
1: by the time it would finally happen, I would just not go because I had so much anticipation, anxiety about it. Yeah. And so yeah. when I got to New York, I got thrown into this community of really awesome people that were all freelancers that were doing things that I wanted to be doing I didn't feel like I was on the same level as them at all Um, But it was really great because I got thrown in kind of against my will to where I was terrified But I just did it anyway because I knew it would be good for me And what happened was I was working alongside these people that I really idolized and really admired their work And they were so friendly and they took me in and they became my best friends over the course of the years and they were my huge supportive friend community in New York. And it was absolutely fantastic. And so as soon as I moved to Minnesota, I I didn't know anybody here at all. I knew not a soul. So I the only way I knew how to make friends was to join a shared workspace. And in Minnesota, like a lot of places, there are a lot of traditional co-working places. But yeah. I don't like those. Yeah. Those don't work as well for me because they feel a little too networky for my taste. And I kind of want to be able to choose my atmosphere and what it looks like. And with a lot of those places, you don't really get to decorate your space. Yeah. And yeah. so I couldn't find a shared workspace of just a group of friends. So I decided to make one myself and I called it foolproof, which still exists today. And so far it's just me and about, we have about five people total. Uh, we're five friends and we work alongside each other. We all do different things, but we get lunch together. We go get drinks after work together, we also help each other through rough client projects. Together, we help each other word difficult emails every day and stuff like that. It's really nice to feel like you have a office environment with with work friends um, who are actually just your your real life friends, and so you can be alone but together.
0: Wow, that's super cool. So it's a, it's like uh, it's, it's sort of like an office, like a company office, like a good version of a company office, but yet you're all separate fr- freelancers right
1: exactly and you mm-hmm. can share not safe for work content all you want right. with each other
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess you can get around that but you know you're, you're everyone's their own boss there right
1: exactly yeah
0: and so uh, it's kind of um it's kind of curated co-working then right because you it's not like people just strangers pop in and rent a desk or something
1: yeah, we, we like to keep our doors open for strangers, um, but the only requirement is that they have to be our friend. So <laughs> our <laughs> workspace is is, it's really important to me that it's a group of friends primarily. Yeah. And we're yeah. a group of people that didn't know each other at all before we before we started working alongside each other which is pretty cool but the idea was that we're going to be really supportive of each other and help each other out and try to collaborate with each other as often as possible and you know just kind of do the things that friends would do with each other and uh support each other along the way
0: Mm. it's like all the best parts of uh co-workers that become friends right yeah Uh, exactly without all the bad parts probably (laughs) Uh, (laughs) hopefully um yeah yeah, that's super cool i mean you know so much working from from home or remote working going on like this this seems like the way to go i mean and i i'm sure that more of these will will pop up in in different cities i mean now you've done it twice really right so brooklyn and in minnesota um what brought you to Minnesota? I'm just curious because it sounds like you had a good thing going there in Brooklyn.
1: I sure had a great thing going in Brooklyn. Uh, and sometimes I'm not really sure why I left. Um, I just really love Minnesota. I love um, Minneapolis specifically. It's kind of like a, a wonderful, low-key socialist city where all of the neighbors just really care about each other and want each other to be healthy and to succeed. And so that really comes through in the government here. It comes through in the education system, and the parks department here. And mm-hmm. people just really care about each other. And that was something that I really wanted to be a part of, especially coming from New York, where, you know, just walking down the street, I was getting hassled every day and yeah, was just different. tired of people, you know, getting up in my space all the time. Whereas in Minnesota it has scandinavian values so people are really really content and happy with their with their home and they love to take care of their home and their family Uh, but also people just really really want to make sure that their neighbors are well taken care of as well and i just really love that so i wanted to move here and see what that was about and try to see if i could be a part of it wow
0: all right i'm packing my bags right now (laughs) that sounds amazing um and I think, yeah, it's like a stark difference from from New York City, right? Uh, Certain, oh, totally, yeah, totally. And but what's cool is you've set up you've set up the studio, and, and you've and then you've you found people like minded people that way, right? And there's, I yeah,
1: yeah, I have, I've found that it helps a lot to just be really honest and uh, you know, sort of vulnerable with people. It helps you get a lot faster in a relationship than it would otherwise. And I, as soon as I got to Minnesota, I met with a lot of people and just said, Hey, I don't know anybody. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make friends. What do I do? Help me. <laughs> and a lot of people yeah. took me under their wing and kind of showed me around. And ha- it's been really nice because they've been all very gracious and helpful.
0: That's that's super cool. I, and I mean, the design world in general seems to be relatively friendly. So that's, that's always a good thing. Um, yes. Yes. So, well, that's that's a good segue to this this other shot that I had pulled up uh, called Minnesota Nice, um, which <laughs> you were just saying, uh, kind of explaining why uh, people are so nice there, you know. And uh, but this is this is a really cool shot, and it was um, looks like it was a sculpture and digital illustration for a magazine called Into, Into Quarterly, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us about this one. Cause it's cool. It's, it, it, it does, it, it combines real world objects and, and also digital, I guess.
1: Yeah, totally. When I first got to Minnesota, I was sort of having a period where, you know, when you move somewhere new or you start a new job or, or, college or school or whatever, you kind of have that moment where you're like, maybe I should change my personality. I could be anyone I want to be because nobody (laughs) knows me here. (laughs) I had sort of that crisis whenever I got here with my work. (laughs) I thought for a second, maybe I can do like a different kind of design or maybe I could do a different practice or do Mm -hmm. something different. And maybe no one will notice here. That'll just be kind of what I'm known for here. So as soon as I got here, I was trying out a bunch of different stuff. And one of the things I was trying out was sculpture And I was trying to figure out a way that I could sort of translate my style graphically into sculptural pieces and what that would mean and how I could actually have those interact with digital elements at the same time. So I created a few pieces for a few different things. And one of them was this Minnesota nice piece for a quarterly magazine. The magazine's called into quarterly and they feature a different city every quarter. So they were Uh doing a Minneapolis issue for the, for this quarter and they wanted me to do anything they told me I could do anything I wanted and I was feeling a little bit of an imposter syndrome problem because they were having a lot of other really great fine artists contribute things and everyone's pieces were extremely thoughtful and I'm not really the kind of person that that makes things are that are extremely uh, sort of emotional and heavy-hearted and uh I didn't know what to yeah. do exactly, but I did want to uh, focus on something that I find most intriguing about Minnesota, which is this this notion here that's called Minnesota nice. And everybody knows about it. Everybody talks about that sort of what people from Minnesota are known for as being nice. And I really wanted to explore that and learn more about it. So I I met with a lot of people just to kind of learn more about what that means, because people here actually all, if you say that to them, they kind of roll their eyes because people oh. think that pe- people are nice here, but everyone here also says they're nice to your face. And so <laughs> I really found that to be intriguing because people are really freaking nice here. There's so much nicer here than anywhere I've ever been. And so I really wanted to just explore what that meant and, and what it meant to me as well. So I tried a new medium and made it happen. And I ended up doing a... Little sculptural type typographic piece that says "nice," and then on top of that, I did some illustrations.
0: I love it, uh, and, and I, it totally came through. I think you know it, it does. It screams "nice," and I th- there's like these things. They almost look like um, a birdie in. Uh, <laughs> it's not the right. T- I don't even know if that's the r- right term for that. But in badminton, the thing that you hit. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't. That's know. right. Is that right? Okay. That's the right term. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that's probably not at all what you're going for.
1: No, I was just trying to do some abstract shapes, but I also snuck in some, uh, some adult rated icons. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I didn't, uh, I was going to bring it up and then I thought that would, you know, I don't know if that's, but, but it's a good, it's a good segue to it, to another, another thing too. Um, yeah, I see some, some boobs in here, um, mm-hmm. which also goes along. I don't know if this is, you tell me if this is uh intentional Easter egg for, ghostly ferns which is uh collective i'll let you explain it but it's a, a sort of collective of uh like-minded designers that i guess you started probably in brooklyn but uh still still going strong was that was yeah. that a uh were the, were the uh the boob icons uh, sort of a, <laughs> a nod to that yes
1: or, yeah. absolutely oh cool uh, okay yeah definitely yeah. So Ghostly Ferns is just like you said, we're, we're sort of like a collective. We're sort of like an agency. We are a group of four. Currently we are designers and commercial artists for the most part. And we work as individual freelancers and contractors most of the time but then we also work together as often as possible yeah and clients actually hire us quite often as an entire group so we can act like an agency in that regard but normally we're known as individuals and so we often work individually as as freelancers practicing our our specific skill
0: yeah that's which is great right because you're it sounds like you're friends and, and uh you can work together when you when you want to or when clients want to and, and uh and then not if you have other things going on. It sounds ideal. I mean it's like it is. Yeah. We
1: I mean we just love it so much because we we joined together because we were all working in that shared workspace together and we became best friends. So we were actual best friends in real life, but we were working alongside each other uh for a couple years. You know, so we could see how great each other was at our job. We were great with communicating with clients. We were on time with things. And so we were able to see that passively through working near each other. And so we decided, you know, we're really great at what we do and we're best friends. Like, why not try to work together as often as possible? So that's why we sort of banded together. And and we really, really just want other people to do the same thing and form groups just like ours because it's really, really fun working as an individual, but being backed up by other people that are there to support you and to help you. And it's really nice because now I can offer things that I couldn't offer before. Cause I'm an awful hand letterer, but we have a hand lettering artist on our team. So mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. forward right. along client work or grab her if I need her help on a project. And it feels really nice to be able to do that.
0: Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. I, it's, and we also, um, we interviewed, um, Laura Bohill very early on in, in yeah, the, right. time history. <laughs> and uh, she she was great and her works is awesome too. And uh, you, obviously you guys seem to jive together stylistically. Um, another like fun, I don't know, like personality comes through in a really good way and all the work that you, that you both do.
1: Absolutely. Uh, she's, she's great to have around because we, we do stylistically fit together so well, but she's so much better at me than at at illustration. Um, and you know, I have some skills that she doesn't as well. So a lot of times what we'll do is if we get stuck on a project, even if the other person isn't technically working on it, we'll pass it back and forth and bounce it off of each other. And we'll just make our own work even better that way, which is Mm -hmm. really fun to do.
0: that's super cool. And, and, uh, to bring it full circle. So the, the, um, the boobs are part of, ghostly ferns well i shouldn't say logo i guess it, is it the mascot of ghostly ferns
1: yeah she's yeah. a our mascot ghost. is her name is Flo. she's a, a ghost Flo, right, she, that's right? yeah a lot of people think that she's holding oranges or cherries or something <laughs> but no she it's Flo is a ghost that has her boobs out which is pretty great because it makes no sense um, because she's also wearing a sheet. So the moves right, right. really make no sense in the big picture of <laughs> of how that would actually anatomically work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not up on my anatomical uh ghost <laughs> stuff, but I it works though. It works really well. I think it's like it's it, it's hilarious because it's um you know it, it's a adultish, but not really because it's it's just fun and you can, you know. I don't know. I'm not. Explaining. Yeah,
1: it's been a it's been a, a fun experiment because she's so cute and she's so happy. It's hard to be upset with her. Yeah, and we exactly. sell we sell sticker packs with her on on one of the stickers, and we've we've heard stories of people with their with their Flo sticker on their laptop, and they've gotten in trouble at coffee shops because there were kids nearby.
0: <laughs> really? It's, oh, yeah, gosh.
1: it's interesting to see. Um,
0: That's a little the
1: extreme. the small margin of the population who is highly offended by. <laughs> flow
0: <laughs> you find very that's a,
1: unoffensive to me,
0: but <laughs> you find that's a good filter for potential clients maybe or?
1: yeah i i think i hear that a, a lot of times with my work especially with the things that i post online i just tweet about butts far too often for some people <laughs> and the fact that our mascot has boobs on it uh, people a, a, a lot of the time will say things like aren't you worried you'll lose a lot of clients and and we, mm. I'm sure, we lose a ton of clients because of the things that we do. But those people are the people that we don't want to work with anyway. We right. naturally, right. you know, attract a certain type of person, and those are the types of people that we absolutely love working with. Mm. And so, I think it's actually been more helpful than anything to to shout out loud and be ourselves as much as possible, because it really, really uh, attracts people that are like-minded to us it attracts people who are hiring us because of our unique personality and it's been really really nice
0: wow that's super great advice for anyone everyone listening out there (laughs) like seriously (laughs) like don't afraid to be yourself because you're going to attract uh other people that are like you and the working relationship is going to be better for it right so
1: exactly i found that with all client relationships the people that have just a really great personality fit with, with you. Um, those people are, it's the most successful projects and the most successful outcomes come from the personalities working together. And when you can work with somebody who, who totally gets your sense of humor and totally gets where you're coming from and, and loves your personality and your brain, it makes the entire relationship all that better. And it makes the work amazing too.
0: Totally. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, I, I just as you're, uh, as we're talking about this, I'm looking through Ghostly Ferns. You have a shop too where you've got a bunch of cool stuff, um, including blow pins.
1: That's and right. And
0: <laughs> good luck bandanas. And oh, this is the, the pretty okay at life ribbon is kind of, kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to win one of those someday. Um, <laughs> but is that, um, how did this how did this come to be and i mean maybe the answer is obvious but but um
1: this it, yeah, yeah our ghostly friend shop came to be mostly because we wanted to make more things together um we get so bogged down in our own freelance practices sometimes that we just don't get to work together as often as we'd like hmm. and the shop was a really great way for us to just collaborate on things that were things that we just really wanted to make for ourselves. So we, at first, we didn't really care so much if other people bought it. We're not really, as a company, Ghostly Ferns, the company, we we never have really cared about it making money or it growing. We just really care the most about our own individual success and lifting each other up individually. Mm -hmm. And so we did this shop mostly just as a way for ourselves to have some fun together. And so you can see in the shop, our product's, really reflect each of our personalities, you can tell exactly who worked on each product because some of them will be really <laughs> yeah. illustration heavy and sassy, which, you know, is Laura. <laughs> some of them will be uh beautiful lettering pieces that look really spooky. And those are always Jen. And then you can tell my products are just the uh, very simple, uh, you know, self-deprecating and weird products. Those are usually <laughs> mine.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's true. All, but they all work together, uh, which is which is super cool. Like it's yeah. cohesive thing. Um, <laughs> that's so good. Well, so yeah. So the other another shot, just to switch gears a little bit, but um, was uh, this designers' code of ethics poster? Um, I thought this would be interesting because you did this for uh, the, the folks at Mule Design, right? Um, yes uh and uh yeah tell us about this project cuz uh first of all it's 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 a really cool poster but it, i think there's a lot more to it than just the the uh, just the design of it right
1: yeah um so mule design has this um this project right now called um do the right thing i believe um and a part of that is this designers code of ethics poster series where they hired a group of, of different types of designers to design the exact same copy on a poster of the same size and so That was really scary for me because I don't like competition at all. And I was sort of in my head, I knew who else was involved and that was freaking me out. And and so I was really afraid to design something and have it then be compared to other things and other people's work. Right, right. I, I try to avoid those scenarios in my life in all aspects. And so I was real nervous about it. And it's also a lot of copy because it's a whole code of ethics. It's all this, all this wonderful text about how a, de- a designer should live their lives and, and the roles that they should hold true to themselves when, when designing and it was really important and powerful and a lot of text and, and designing a poster with a lot of text can be really very challenging to yeah. make it look attractive at the same time. Absolutely. And I knew that I had a personality that was different than, than all of the other people as, as did they that were contributing to this poster series. And so I just wanted my personality to shine through as much as possible because these, these co- the code of ethics copy is is pretty serious and intense, and I wanted to bring my lightness and uh, silliness to that as much as I could, because I honestly I don't take many things very seriously, so I wanted to bring that into the poster as much as I could.
0: Oh, and you nailed it because it's like it's yeah. If you if you read this like welcomes criticism is you know important and serious, but the way you've typeset that is is like is wonderful. It's like, it's just so fun.
1: Yeah. I um, think it's important to me that anything that is serious and heavy and deep can also be really approachable at the same time. So I yeah. wanted that to reflect in the poster.
0: Yeah, and that that totally works, and that's great. I'm just looking through the other That's an interesting set, you know, the the other designs. Um so everyone kind of had a different take on this.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is pretty cool. Uh, and this is also related to mike montero's book right um it's a little pocket guide
1: I think. correct yes yeah, yeah. so he wrote a little book that goes along with the series of posters and uh it's i think he also wrote the copy on the posters as well so it's it's a nice it's a nice website to to keep in mind and keep checking back on because i think they intend to make more things over time
0: yeah that's great that's that's a cool project all right so the switch gears again i've got this last shot i want to talk to you about is uh the Slack Enterprise Grid, which, um, you know, which is actually it's, I guess, Ghostly, Ghostly Fern's work, right? Um, yeah, it working is. Working with Slack. Um, and uh, this is cool because I, I think this, it looks like it's a collaborative sort of effort with some some motion design in there as well.
1: Totally. Yeah, uh, that's a really great example of a project that someone hired, or Slack rather, hired the entire team to work on. So they hired Ghostly Ferns basically as an agency to design all of the branding for Slack's new enterprise grid product. So we designed the brand for that, but then they also had a launch event. To launch this new product. And so we designed all of the environmental graphics and experience for that event as well. So, um, that included, you know, things like a website, a lot of animation that we needed to do, as well as, you know, all the things that come with a brand design and style guide, but then environmental things like a lot of window installations, a lot of huge murals and floor graphics and, and wayfinding signage as well. So it was a a rather large project and it was really nice because we all got to work on it together.
0: Yeah, see that. So that is a great example of that, um, where, where you can lean on other your other folks. It sounds yeah, it sounds ideal. Man, I want to go <laughs> back to freelancing now. Um, <laughs> if I I just remember being stuck in this little office by myself for so long, and uh, and I would have killed for that kind of uh, that kind of you know collaboration, but also like still staying independent, right?
1: Yeah, I and, think uh, totally yeah. it. It can be easy to assume that when you're a freelancer or a contractor, it's easy to think of of the other people that offer the same service as you as competition. And it's really important to me that I don't think that way. And I think of all these people as friends instead, because we all have our own ideal projects that Mm. we would love to work on. And it's really nice to know what those are for other people so that if something comes your way, that sounds really great, but you can't take it on and you know it's perfect for a friend of yours who has been looking for that type of project, why not forward it on to them? Because then if you have to say no to a client, um, you might as well say no, but then offer them an even better, more capable person than yourself. And then that way it kind of keeps the relationship with that client on a friendly note and maybe they'll hire you for something even better later on. But then also your friend gets a great project out of it at the same time. Wow. Wow.
0: Man, people listen up to that. That's good advice <laughs> too. That's seriously. I mean that's yeah, it's the ecosystem of of freelancers uh, can can be can be that you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, nice. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. Yeah, just well, yeah,
1: I think that I, I've gotten all of my best work from from friends on the internet. So whether it's mm. through Dribbble or through Twitter or through Instagram or just through different Slack groups, all yeah. of my best projects yeah. have come from friends who are also designers. So people who I know that do the very similar things to me, what happens is either they can't take a project on and they know it's perfect for me, so they'll recommend me for it. Or those people will go out and get jobs at companies or they'll go and start companies and the next thing they know is they need to hire a freelancer. So of course they Mm -hmm. want to hire me because everybody wants to work with their friends as often as possible. So I think just having the attitude of being friendly and being actual friends with people that do the same thing as you is really great because... Then you can really help each other out because when you're friends with each other, you actually want to see them succeed. So why not, yeah. you know, hire your friends and and help them succeed as often as you can.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And it's also like, uh, you know, be careful or, you know, be it pays to be nice no matter what the project is. I, I found, uh, you know, when I was freelancing uh, way back when, you know, I'd work with somebody, you know, maybe the project wasn't exactly, didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it to, but the, the people that I worked with were, were good people. And, um, you know, if we had a rapport and they would move on to a different company later on and they would remember me and be like, I want to hire you for this. So it, it's, you know, you never know who you're going to work with, uh, again, I guess. Absolutely. Right? You yeah, know? it's
1: It's funny how that turns out. I think most of my client work comes from people who have left companies that I've freelanced for in the past and they go and start a new company or they work for a really new fun company and they loved working with me. And even like you said, even if that last project with them wasn't ideal or it didn't turn out the way I hoped it would, it still ends up always, as long as I leave that relationship on a positive note, it always ends in something really surprising and wonderful later on. Yeah.
0: That's see, that's, that's so important to keep in mind uh, when you're doing stuff. Um, and and also, I, I wanted to mention, too, you, you have a couple online classes that, that people can take, um, which is really cool. So is that something new, too, that you've done? A co- I see a couple on here um, through Brit & Co. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just sort of sharing, help sharing the knowledge, right? Um, designing brand identity and logo design, I think is what I see here.
1: Yeah, totally. I uh, Years ago, I started offering classes on Skillshare for learning to use Photoshop. And it was really, it happened ex- quite a few years ago to where Skillshare was just starting and they were amping oh, yeah. up the production quality of their classes. So they contacted me and said, we want you to be the, the instructor for our Photoshop classes, which was a really big deal because I knew it was going to be taken a lot. (laughs) So I recorded those a few years ago and they've been really, really successful. And it's been really, really nice to have sort of that passive income come in. And, and I'm just so glad that I had that opportunity And so uh, last year, I was approached by Britain Company to do some classes for them. And I had such a great time with the Skillshare classes that I was like, sure, why not? That That sounds great. And especially with the classes I'm teaching on Britain Company are classes that I feel really, really strongly about. Personal branding and positioning yourself is really important to me. And I have a lot of things that I say about that that a lot of other people don't say and i really it's one of the only things in my life that i feel st- so strongly about that i want to push on other people <laughs> so i was really excited to teach that class and, and with the logo class too i i teach a lot of the sim- similar things in a in a more technical point of view
0: right right wow that's super cool well the the um little intros are are wonderful i, I yeah encourage people to and we'll have links to everything in the show notes but um to check it out because it it also looks like a a really good deal too. I mean, uh, everybody should take these. I'm taking it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It is a really good value. (laughs) You're right. Yeah,
0: it totally is. Um, Well, cool. So, you know, thanks so much, Meg, for joining us. Uh, This is really cool. You have so much interesting things going on uh, and, and advice and, and uh, you know, I don't know. It was, it was just a lot of fun and I hope people continue to follow your work. I know I will. Um, Yay. Yeah. (laughs) What's coming up next for you or where where should people go to find out what you're doing? uh, You know, your next project.
1: Yeah. I am currently doing a lot of experience design, which I kind of fell into and I'm really loving lately. Um, So I'm doing a lot of things where I'm designing full experiences for brands rather than just, you know, a logo or a brand or a website or the one thing that I normally get hired for. In the past year, I've fallen into this pattern where companies are hiring me to do a full experience. So what does, what does our brand feel like to our audience and how does that, you know, sort of extrapolate itself throughout all of the elements of the brand? And I'm really loving that because I've always loved creating really wonderful experiences ever since I was a kid. So it's really been fun to be hired for that. So I've got a lot of that going on currently. I'm also with my space in Minnesota called Foolproof where, um, camping up a huge workshop series this year and we're also moving into a much larger space at the beginning of next year so that we can really really get people into the space and learning and growing oh, and wow. so that's been yeah that's been really fun too so those are a couple of things i got going on right now
0: that's super cool um man, so much good stuff yeah uh that's great well keep up the good work thank you again keep rocking because it's it's awesome and like i said i any anything on your various profiles like it just puts a smile on my face so uh,
1: good i'm glad to hear it
0: (laughs) thank you so much